You guys ever create a goal and then you forgot that you created it? Or then you remember that you created it and you get mad at yourself because you haven't done anything about it for years? And then do you feel shame because you're not showing up every day? You're not disciplined. You're not getting it done. Do you guys ever feel that way? Yeah, same here. I don't know. You want to talk about it? are listening to ADHD Big Brother, the podcast for adults struggling with their ADHD symptoms. Why? I'm your host, creator of the Nudge Program, author of Descending to the Top. My name, Russ Jones. Nice to meet you. Guys, we are going to learn about some stuff. We're going to laugh about some stuff. And ladies and gentlemen, here is some stuff. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Let's do a quick announcement right at the top. Let's just get into it. I'm building a course for you guys. It's almost done. I'm super excited about it. It's going to end your task paralysis. It's going to end your lack of motivation. It's going to end you. Well, no, it's not going to end you. You're going to be able to finish what you start. And I know that's a tall order, but I know that this stuff works. So it's going to be super awesome. And it's going to be so goddamn affordable. And I'm excited to get it out to you. So my ask to you guys is if there's any question around that stuff, around having a lack of motivation, having task paralysis, finishing what you started, if you have any questions about any of that stuff, something that you want answered, click on the link in the show notes. That'll take you to a contact form where you can answer the question. If you do that, I'm going to thank you by, I'll give you the whole course for free when it's done. Um, and I'm shooting for it being done by the end of August. So it would really help me out. And so let's just keep it to this week. So, cause I've got to start filming it. So if you can, uh, if the next week's episode comes out, just consider the whole thing closed, closed for business. Um, but I would really appreciate that you guys. Uh, and if you shoot that out to me, I'm, I'll respond to you directly and I'll, I'll give you the ADHD big brother answer right off the top of the bat, right off the top of the bat, right off the top of the bat. That makes no sense. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, let's talk goals. It's taken me a long time to figure out how to really go after things like or goals because Literally all the messaging out there, it's kind of anti-ADHD, isn't it? It's the messaging, it shames us for giving up or for quitting partway through because these are the qualities of laziness. These are not honorable qualities. And the narrative of this is that, you know, you got to get pissed at yourself. You got to get angry at yourself. You got to show up, sucker. You got to have better discipline. You know, what? you know the deal. And these are the successful people that are saying these things. These are the guys and gals who are super fit. And, you know, and I want to be super fit. So I guess that means that I'm a big dumpy loser. That is the messaging that has us writing ourselves off as hopeless. And it keeps us in a state of self-loathing and suffering. And that's not okay. I'm not cool with that. There is a path to getting those same things that's built for us. There's a path to where you actually eventually feel the feeling of, hey, man, I'm showing up and I'm working hard, even though I don't want to. There's a way for us to get to that place, but that's not where we start. And that's certainly not kicking me out of bed in the morning. So this episode is going to be about getting us to that starting point. How can we move towards our goals consistently, which is apparently what you got to do 
to meet your goal. I'm going to use my health because that's the easiest thing that I can uh, use to explain this. So uh, I'll tell you a little story and then hopefully I'll tie all this in. And if I don't, uh, I'll just say I'm sorry right now. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm not perfect. When I initially got into really good shape, I'd hired a trainer and that's something that I would never do. Um, but having ADHD, I knew that I needed some kind of external accountability and I didn't truly have knowledge of how to most effectively lose weight and gain muscle. Like I was, I was never a gym person. I'm, this is at 40 years old. I, I, did not work out, quote unquote. I wasn't a gym dude. And there's a, there's like a billion different ideas out there. I mean, were you going to eat meat? Don't eat meat. You got to drink milk. Don't drink milk. Get lift heavy weights. Don't lift heavy weights. It's a chaotic nightmare. The health landscape for somebody with ADHD. Which choice is the right one? Which diet is the right diet? Which workout is the right workout? It's insanity. The spark that got me to hire the trainer. Um, <laughs> And keep in mind, uh, I have ADHD and depression, uh, so I was I was getting out uh, or getting over an emotionally painful breakup. There was a lot of inner confusion, a lot of pain, very dark cloud, and my thought was, <laughs> this is I remember the thought. The thought was that if I'm going to be sad and miserable and single for the rest of my life, then I want to at least look and feel good doing it. I want to have big biceps while I lie in bed and cry at night. That's of all the things that I couldn't control in my life, my own body. That was what I was going to claim control over. So he helped me to slowly learn how to view my body, to have gratitude for it as, you know, the vehicle that I drive on this planet. And the the fuel that I put in it could either be, you know, the good fuel or some crappy mixture that will ultimately cause it to fail and fall apart sooner. In our first few sessions, I didn't do any any weight training at all. It was beautiful. That's perfect for me. So long story short, I got in great shape. Not like uh, I'm I'm some mega bodybuilder, but I got in great shape for me. But I didn't have perpetual trainer money. And and I don't think that's the purpose of of any coach anyways. I think people like my personal trainer and and even what I'm trying to do with you guys, inspire you, relate to you, give you the tools you need to then leave the nest and fly on your own. And in the end, be your own coach. Because now you know how to do it. You know, you just, it just takes a little guidance and accountability at first. And that's how it was with, uh, my, with my trainer. Here's how someone like us can achieve these bigger goals. And this is what I do. Perhaps it'll work for you. If you start where you're at, you dream about what you want. The dreaming part, that's the easy part. That's the sky's the limit. You play, you fantasize, you dream. For my health, I can visualize what I look like. I can visualize how I feel. I can visualize how I look in a t-shirt. And it gives me some inspiration because I view it as something that I can work towards, right? That's, uh, it's something that I'm going to get. And it, uh, the, the crucial separation here is that it's not, I'm not viewing that as something that I don't have now. And why the hell don't I have it now? And what a waste of life this has been. We got to keep it in, you know, fun fantasy mode. Once I've had that vision and I've really played in it to move forward, I make the smallest possible goal that moves me closer to that goal. Now, if we cut to post trainer and then through COVID, I gained 25 pounds. You know, it's the COVID 25. You know, we all did it. (laughs) Well, and... (laughs) When we have a routine that gets thwarted, you know, it sends us into chaos, doesn't it? So do you ever guys find that if you if something's off on your routine, then it just the whole thing just gets freaking ruined. It's like you have to start from scratch again. 
Well, during COVID, I couldn't go to the gym, obviously, and I stopped eating clean, and I'd taken drinking sodas and drinking alcohol again. I can speak from experience that if you're like me, you, you don't go from drinking soda, drinking alcohol, eating chicken burritos, my favorite, and getting no exercise to then just night and day, eating clean, giving up soda, limiting alcohol, exercising seven days a week, weight training four days a week. That perfectionistic leap, it requires a mountain of ongoing, reliable motivation, which we don't have that. That's the path of dropping out early. That's the path of like you, you know the, the yo-yo diet where you you give up everything for two weeks and you hold on for dear life, and then you get to the end and you're like, oh fuck it, and you binge like crazy. The ADHD path, especially if you have depression, you know, there's and there's no drive at all. It's to make the smallest effort that's in alignment with that goal. So in my case, it was to start by I just gave up drinking soda. That was my one thing. That was my big health goal. And I know soda's bad for me. I know there's no value in it. And it's all that high fructose, blah, blah, blah. It's not doing my body any favors. So I could start there. For me, that was pretty easy. You know, I just bring water, those flavored carbonated water deals to get the feel of drinking a soda. And you know what? For, for you, maybe maybe you're drinking five sodas a day. Maybe giving up soda is not realistic for you. That's not the smallest possible effort. Maybe the smallest pop- possible effort for you in that case would be you give up one of those sodas per day. So instead of five, you're drinking four. It's at least that's something that's moving you closer towards that goal. And who gives a shit how big and drastic it is? It just has to be something that you can adopt as a new lifestyle. You're not a soda drinker that's giving up soda. You're a person who doesn't drink sodas, who happens to be drinking a couple of sodas a day now. So you are slowly becoming or you're slowly evolving into the person in your goal fantasy. If you can be cool with yourself and the pace of this process, then you're going to find that you can actually achieve way more than you think, way sooner than you think. And as you find success in all these little tiny things, what's going to happen is that you gain a little bit of self-confidence because you're proud of yourself. You you know, you did a thing. And then you'll gain some insights into things like, hey, I did three sodas. You know, I'm going to cut out another one and maybe I'll replace it with water. Or you'll think, I could easily go for a quick 10-minute walk now. That actually is something that I could maybe do. Uh, I'll do it in the morning before my kids wake up. And then you'll incorporate that as a, the next step. And some days you'll succeed. Some days you won't. If you can be cool with yourself, you can then be self-aware enough to know that you either forgot, you chose not to, and you'll ask yourself, what made you say no? Um, and what would make you say yes next time? And that's your process. This is your lifestyle change. And you get to be creative about moving closer towards your goal with it. Now, I'll let you know where I'm currently at. And mind you, this is, uh, I I apologize if this is boring. This is going to kind of be a list, but it's going to give you an idea of the slow evolution of how I went from doing nothing to now where I'm at currently. And this is going to be in, I I believe this is the order that I did things, but uh, it, it might not be exact. But so I started by giving up drinking soda. And then I started going to bed early because I wanted to get more sleep. And then I added putting my phone at the other end of the room so that I could wake up early because I wanted to do a walk early in the morning. And if the phone is by my bed, I will, I'll just snooze and go to sleep. I have to get up and out of the bed to turn my alarm off. That was the only way it was going to work. So that's what I did. And then I started doing a 20 minute walk during the weekdays. From there, I started getting the sense I wanted to play with around with my resistance bands. So I would just kind of horse around with them for maybe 10 minutes, a couple times a week, just to 
remind my body what that movement was like. Then I added a big weekend walk with a buddy of mine. So we would go around the Rose Bowl and it would be like an hour long walk and talk. Then I started working out more consistently with the resistance bands I had would get routines and I would do that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. From there, I then added another big weekend walk in the early morning on a Sunday. So and it was either with a friend or by myself. I then transitioned to doing my workouts in the gym at the apartment complex using super lightweights. I wasn't really going in there for a, a quote unquote workout. I was just going there to be there, to be present in the room and to play around with the different machines and get my body used to the uh, the movements of the weights. Then I started ordering salads when I dined out. I was making different meal choices occasionally. Then I began to jog whenever I felt compelled to. So at, at one point, I would start to get juiced up by the music. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to go a little bit faster now. So I would add jogs. Then I started doing a jog every Sunday as a thing that I do. And I'm now at the point where I'm challenging myself with more weights uh, and, you know, without losing form. And that's where I'm at now. This process, this big, long, sorry, long-winded process, this has happened over the course of three months. And I can visually now see a difference in my body. I feel more energetic. I definitely have more confidence in myself. And then I know what's coming next. What's coming next is I'm going to start replacing the early morning walk with an early morning jog. I know that's coming up. I'm not there yet. And then I'm really interested in calisthenics. Yeah, for some reason, all that body weight stuff, like the push-ups and the pull-ups and the muscle-ups, that that actually seems really cool to me and fun. So that is more appealing to me than, you know, going to the gym, throwing a bunch of weights on a bar and trying to push a bar, which isn't that exciting to me. So I think that's something that would be neat. And so I will probably start incorporating that at some point. But if you said to me on day one, hey, man, if you want to feel more confident and energetic, just give up soda, eat more salad, exercise seven days a week, jog on Sundays, hit the gym, push yourself four days a week. I'd say, get the fuck out of my face, man. No. Are you insane? And yet the messaging that we get from like these super fit people, these jacked up dudes, these really uh, fit ladies is that we have to be at this high level. When we're not there, you don't go from zero to a thousand. You have to work your way up. You know, this mentality of like, show up, do the work, discipline. I'm not, I'm tired, but I'm not a quitter. I just, we have to filter that out because it just does not apply. My feeling is that we will get to a place where we will show up and we will do the work, but it's going to be because we want to show up and do the work. And that's the big difference with us. We build to that. And this doesn't just apply to fitness goals. This is everything. I mean, what is one thing that you can do? One, what's one small effort to get you closer to this ideal vision that you have of yourself? Do you have clutter everywhere in your bedroom? Is your bedroom just a total chaotic mess? Well, instead of cleaning your bedroom, which might feel just absolutely overwhelming, what if you set a timer for five minutes and you just started cleaning the nightstand off? You know, all the glasses and the soda bottles, the books, I don't know, the old food wrappers, whatever might, whatever mess might be on there. You just start easy. Just one little area for five minutes and then you quit. And then you take that motivation that you get from doing that one thing and you take that onto the next part of your day. And then it compounds, it builds. This is, this is the whole visual of starting at the top of the mountain, putting your goal at the bottom, and then just giving yourself that little nudge to roll down the mountain to your goal. Oh, it's so doable. It's so possible. 
All right, guys, I hope that helps. And if you could do me a huge favor, and if you got value out of this episode, please consider rating it on Spotify and leaving a review. What about this episode resonated with you? Leave that on iTunes. And as a reminder, click on the link in the show notes and tell me what questions you want answered about lack of motivation, about finishing what you start, and about task paralysis. And I will happily answer those questions, and then give you the course for free when it is done. All right, guys. And uh, with that, that concludes episode 40. I believe this is 47. Yep. I'm looking at the screen. It's episode 47. Have yourselves a fantastic week. Later. Later.